good. So here we are with the man himself, Marvin Castell. How are we doing, my friend? How are you finding long, uh, lockdown? Uh, yeah, man, you know, having as much fun as we can, you know. Just, uh, you know, crazy L.A. What's the How are you, training man? situation like? What's um, going on over there? You know, just uh, we're we're in phase three right now. Um, you know, still everyone has their mask on. Um, definitely in some areas they don't, but uh, I would say mostly everyone has their mask on. Uh, cops are pretty chill out here for right now, at least. Uh, but we did have like some a uh, little bit of rioting, I guess, or a little bit of uh, marching uh, yesterday. So, regarding your training at the minute, then, are you still managing to roll? Or is it all like solo stuff? How are you getting on with that? I'm 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 getting ready, dude. I'm getting ready. I'm trying to I'm trying to kill everybody. You just imminaring like rolling like street signs and stuff. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm trying to do everything to train. That's awesome, my friend. So how did you get started in um jujitsu in the first place? Was it like Eddie Bravo directly, or was it just further down the line? How did you get started? Um, uh, I was basically, uh, just, uh, working at the time and, um, I was watching him in May and I was like, damn, this looks cool. And, uh, then the gym actually opened up and, uh, where I'm from, uh, Flint, Michigan. And, uh, the guy was basically saying, if you fight for me, um, I'll let you train for free. And I was like, shit, at the time I didn't really have the funds. So I was like, sure, let's try it out. So we, uh, you know, he had like a kickboxing coach or a Muay Thai coach, a wrestling coach and a jujitsu coach. I think the guy was like a blue belt. Um, and, uh, he taught us good stuff, man. He taught us like triangle, plata, uh, you know, arm bar, you know, a little bit of close guard, a little bit of Kimura, just the basics, you know, but it was only for MMA, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't for jujitsu. They had a really vague concept of jujitsu. Uh, but, um, yeah, I ended up, uh, having, uh, two amateur fights. Um, both, both fights were the same, slugged it out for two rounds. Uh, the guy ended up taking me down and I ended up popping a triangle. Um, I ended up finishing finishing both guys with a triangle, and I was like over MMA. I was over it. I was like, whoa, are you serious? I just slugged it out for two rounds, laying leather on this guy, and then I tapped this guy with just like a, a triangle off my back, and I was just like, jujitsu is the key. You know, it's 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 really about all. It's all about jujitsu. You know, so that's when I completely made the switch. And uh, I was in Michigan at the time. I never. Never really was a huge Eddie Bravo fan, but I mean, I didn't watch his stuff and I I did like it, but I mean, I didn't understand like who he was until I uh, moved to uh, LA and then um, I started studying Eddie Bravo and uh, watching his stuff. And then maybe like two months in, three months in, uh, I seen a guy with a Tim Planet hoodie and I was like, dude, where'd you get that from? He was like, oh, there's, the gym's right down the street. And, uh, and it was literally right down the street from my job that I had at the time uh, in California. And, uh, dude, it was just like, it was meant to be like, I was just like, whoa, like I really was just like watching videos, you know, reading books. And then next, you know, the gym is the gym where I need to be at is right down the street from my job. There's no way this is, this shouldn't be meant to be. So I, I went in there and, um, uh, I met my, uh, a friend of mine named Curtis Hembroff. He's a Tim Planet black belt out of uh, Tim Planet Austin. Shout out to him and his crew, you know, and his family. Uh, he basically signed me up, uh, and was like, dude, five years, you could be a black belt and you could be a cha you, you could be a champion. And I was just like, dude, you're from Alaska, dude. What are you talking about, man? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about right now? You know, I, I, like, <laughs> right. I'm like, I, I like this. This is cool. This is fun. I don't know about all that, but then, uh, dude, six years later, uh, shit, I'm a black belt, you know? And uh, the time flies, dude. Like, but I mean, 
I feel like I get the question like, uh, can I can I become a black belt in three years? I'm like, shit. Do you want to be a black belt with only three years of experience? Um, I feel like uh, you know, obviously you, you could train every day, but I feel like how many times are you training a day? There's people training four times a day, three times a day. You know, strength conditioning, you know, cardio, wrestling, jujitsu. There's some monsters out there that train all day long. And uh, I definitely feel like you want to elongate the journey as possible. You know, you, you know, you get, I feel like a lot of grapplers don't think about their body as like a temple. And uh, you bridge this temple that you have because in jujitsu, you quickly get hurt fast. You know, uh, it, uh, it, it, it seems so fun as a white belt and a blue belt, but then once you get to that purple belt level, brown belt level, it's a it's a little bit different, you know. Uh, what rank are you, man? How long have you been training? I've been training in six years now. I'm a blue belt, two stripe, but mainly MMA as well. And this is what I really wanted to get into because coming from MMA, then to going from the sort of top pressure, that kind of smash and pass kind of game to the literal polar opposite. How did you find that transition? Did you start with that same kind of takedown? I don't know, MMA kind of grappling stuff, or did you like sitting on your butt yeah. straight away? Oh, yeah. Stick my head down, get guillotine swept, Kamor grip. Dudes were just killing me with the Kamor grip, and I was just infuriated. I was like, you know what? I'm never going to stick my head down again. You know what I'm saying? So it, it did kind of frustrate me because I did have like a weird game that didn't go well. And these guys were just like flowy and like elusive. And I was just like, I feel like I could punch you in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was my, I'll punch you in the <laughs> face. You know, so. <laughs> you just get really angry. <laughs> yeah, like, I used to get a little frustrated. But uh, I, I definitely think um, after about, like, uh, I did I did uh, no gi for a long period of time. And then um, I did a little bit of gi. Uh, Eddie's gym actually uh, went through a situation where it moved for a particular amount of time. And it was very far. It was in Burbank. And I was, like, it was almost like an hour and a half away. And I just couldn't make that drive anymore. So I started training with, with Paragon, uh, with, uh, you know, Jeff Lovey, Bill Cooper, Sean Flannery, uh, Henry Aiken. Um, when I was like, uh, I got my blue belt from there, actually. Uh, I didn't get my blue belt from Eddie Bravo. I actually got my blue belt from uh, Paragon Jiu-Jitsu and the Gi. And um, they are, they're awesome over there. They're, like, easily one of the top Gi teams in the game. Um, awesome technique, awesome family, uh, brotherhood over there. Um, but, yeah, and it was, uh, it was actually fun you know i uh i didn't have a big expectation of gi you know because i was like damn i'm gonna do gi this sucks i want to get off of my nogi game but dude it made me a better grappler 100 percent, 100 my my grips my under my my understanding of like grappling with like you know with something that they could kind of like choke you with uh was uh interesting you know doing a little bit of judo it's like we had a little bit of judo in there and uh with the gi on was always interesting but it was always fun i learned a lot of leg locks in the gi People, uh, I feel like I don't get to say that as much, but I did learn knee bar toe hold in the gi, and it and uh from 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 a uh, from a uh, from a Brazilian uh I think he was like a drop in. He came in and he was like a drop in. And he taught some legs, a little bit of leg locks, and I was like, damn, this is nice. <laughs> That's incredible. I yeah. Mean, do you still train in the gi now? Like, were you? So you know how you're an Eddie Bravo black belt? Is that a no gi black belt or is it? black belt in the gi as long you train alongside the whole time or how does that all work out yeah dude um i get that all the time like uh usually uh when i was uh I, i've been training with john jock in the gi for about like uh, like uh, i would say like four or five years right now you know um and uh, i go over there at least once a month you know two times a month and just you know get a little different feel hold on real quick yo yo, yo lottie chill out 
Sorry, I got some killers out there, dude. They're so intense. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, I uh, when I was a brown belt, I uh, you know, I, I had my brown belt on, and I, you know, that was it. But once I got my uh, once I got my uh, black belt, um, I I kind of felt like I didn't want, I just didn't want to have that conversation with people, so I kept my brown belt on, and uh, I felt like I had a situation with a guy that like yelled at me because um. You know, we, we, we had a good role. He was really good. He almost got me in, like, a collar choke, and I ended up escaping by, like, the skin of my teeth and caught him in, like, a foot lock, right? Like, a straight ankle lock. And uh, I wasn't out... And when I'm doing the gi, like, I'm not really trying to slam anything on anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not necessarily no-gi fans, so I'm not trying to slam anything. I'll rather let you run and then let you run into it 100% rather than me, like, go full force and try to, like, attack you. And um, he just got really mad at me, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. He was like, and I heard you're a black belt no gi. And I'm like, uh, but I'm not a black belt in the gi. I was like, I'm not a black belt in the gi, though, you know. And I was like, I don't want to lie to you guys. And he's like, no, you're lying now because you were a black belt no gi. And, you know, and he made, like, this scene that I was trying to avoid. And I was like, dude, you're making this scene that I'm trying to avoid. I've been trying to avoid my, like, <laughs> like this whole time. And uh, actually, when I when I talked to John Jock about it, Sensei John Jock, because I was just Sensei John Jock, this guy is literally, like, a Dragon Ball Z character. He's like Goku. I mean, like it's insane. Um, you gotta if you if you do anything, you need to meet Sensei John Jock. Obviously, Sensei Eddie Bravo, but Sensei John Jock, uh, Sensei Braulio Estima. Oh man, you need to meet these guys and you need to roll these guys. And these these guys are like real life Broly in Dragon Ball Z. I'm sorry, like uh, from my uh, anime references. I love it. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, John Jock basically told me, like, no, 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 dude, don't, you don't need to wear that brown belt in the gi, you are a black belt, period. And I was like, oh, Goku just told cool. me. Bro, I was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep your word, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that, I'm gonna take that to the grave. And then I, I put my black belt on, and I, and now I'm on, I'm, I'm on uh, attack mode out the, on the in the gi now. I can't, I, I ain't gonna never let John Jock down, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, yeah, and, and. So that's what I kind of go by, you know, like, I don't want to be disrespectful. I feel like I love all of jujitsu, the whole community. Um, and I want everybody to feel, you know, good to meet me and uh, happy to have me around. I don't want anybody to be like, oh, this guy is a douche or, you know. So here's a real question for you then. So if John Jock is um, Goku, what does that you? And who's like Goten, who's um, Gohan, who's Vegeta? Jeez, man. That's oh, man, you're asking some questions. Oh, dude. If uh if 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 John Jock's Goku, I would say Eddie has to be go he has to be Goten, you know uh uh dude Is man. Joe Rogan, I'm Krillin then or what? <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, I could, that's funny. Uh man, uh, I would have to say I'm Trunks then, you know I'm Trunks for sure. You know I I definitely gotta well, uh, you know I definitely gotta come back. But yeah man um it, it's definitely a different it's definitely a different game uh. Like MMA grappling, uh, no gi grappling, and then gi grappling. It's like literally all different, and uh, it's funny how I went through those phases without even necessarily trying to. And it's like I I, I never tr was trying to do gi, but my life sent me into a gi direction, and uh, and it was fun. It was a great experience. <laughs> and what do you, what do you do right now? Are you uh, doing gi as well? Yeah. So I sort of so initially I was doing MMA. And then I found Gi Jiu-Jitsu. Then I started doing Barambolos and all the fun stuff. But when it came back to doing MMA again, I'd get punched in the face. I'd be like, oh, that's not very nice. 
So I needed to really try and get that out of my system. So I started doing more nogi and more MMA to try and stay more top pressure and build different habits. But mm-hmm. I still like spinning around. I love all that kind of fun stuff. Thing is, I'm quite lanky as well. I'm like six two, and I'm not that flexible. Oh, so wow. I'm all spinning around and stuff. But I should really be, you know, take down, smash, and pass, and you know, triangles. But you gotta have fun, don't you? What man, dude? I was like just doing like a gi session like uh, two days ago, and I was doing like some. Uh, it's called Gummy Worm Guard. Uh, shout out to Danny Freestyle on uh, IG. He's a uh, Marcelo Brambo, a really good one. Uh, you know, and uh, he has his own little um, lapel guard game called uh, Gummy Worm Guard. And uh, dude, I was like, I seemed like a transition, and I was like, what the hell is this? Is this uh, is this jujitsu? Is this like acrobatics? And uh, dude, I I I started drilling his flow, and I'm like, this is amazing. Like. Like, and that's what I was telling my students. Like, they're like, they're doing Barambolos no gi. And they're like, man, I got a wicked Barambolo, you know. I'm, everybody better watch out. I'm like, dude, if you were in the gi, your Barambolo would be on level 100. It's amazing. It's so hard to not get barambolo in the gi. Uh, you know, it's like a, it's like quicksand. It's like, and it's uh, no gi. It's like, it slips off so easily. <laughs> well, this is it. It's like, it feels weird rolling no gi. That's kind of inversion drills and stuff. It's like... It's almost like Sonic kind of thing. You're rolling around in these big circles all the time. You seem to sort of get away from each other. But almost in the gi, you get that kind of vice grip almost. Like with someone who really knows how to use the grips properly when it comes to barambolos and things like that, that sort of control is horrible. Like It's horrible. Dude, it's like so horrible for the person in it. Like you see like Meow, it's like, it's relentless. And like he, he <laughs> and you've only seen like a few people stop it maybe like Tequino, Cabrinha you know like these guys have like unlimited bass you know they could just bass break dance bass for decades you know like so it's uh it, but you know most guys he just you know bear and bowl crab ride you know truck hook take the back 70% of guys he does that too man you know and uh I, I don't know man I never thought like like, I was never one of those guys like, oh, man, the Baron Bowl is a piece of shit. Like, I'm like, dude, that's a move in jiu-jitsu that people are really good at. How is it not cool? You know what I'm saying? I was like, I really would want to see more instructional on it, Nogi so I can know, like, where I'm safe and where I'm not safe. Because, you know, Nogi, you know, it's – the leg lock level is so high. You you put your – you know, you put yourself in that knee in, knee out position, and he pulls your leg through, you're in honey hole. You're in knee bar. You're in, you're in heel hook. You're in toe hold. You're in 3D – Three different things and you don't even have one of the defenses ready you know and so it's like a little da- it's pretty dangerous to me and uh like i just felt like as a leg locker myself like i've had guys try to bear and bowl me and me you know me and thrash them you know what i'm saying but i do have at least two guys at my gym that are really you know obviously after trial and error now that they're they've known my leg lock style they they, they bear and bowl me to the back at least once and i'm and it's like damn that shit worked <laughs> it's like damn you know so that's that's pretty good, you know, and uh, and um, oh, somebody's popping, yeah, um, and uh, like I feel like um, it's it's definitely an interesting game, and I felt like now that um, you know, Eddie obviously he teaches everything, he he teaches us everything, and uh, dude, uh, he he's so open minded, like I wouldn't think Eddie Bravo would be as open-minded as he is, you know? Because I'm like, he's like, man, let's see if that works. Nah, you know, nah, you know, nah. let's give it another chance. And, like, that's something that I feel like is such a such a blessing for me to have as a coach. Like, um, 
even when I could be like uh, maybe maybe too serious, maybe too serious, too forceful, and uh, too focused. He's that guy that could obviously be like, no, you need to relax. You need to you know think about your movements. You need to think about what everything you're gonna do step by step. You know, and uh, he's cerebral in some in some way most of the time with me. You know, because I'm I'm, uh, you know, he loves me. But he does probably wish. Uh, shout out to my uh, sensei Eddie. Uh, he does probably wish I was more into his like. He's comedy. He's a comedy dude. He's a he's a he's a black belt at comedy too. And he's he's like running his skits on me all the time, and sometimes he forgets like I'm one of his top black belt. You know, one of his top black belts. You know, I, I look at myself as like up there with my, with my boys Geo Boogie, and uh, he's telling me these jokes all the time in front of my face, and he's wondering like sometimes I'm not laughing. Sometimes we're just too serious like. Let's train. Let's get in here. Let's, you know, let's roll. Let's drill. And he's just like, you know, telling me his whole skit. And then I'm looking at him in his eyes like, dude, I love you. But you're, you're just talking to the wrong guy right now. <laughs> you're, talking to the, you're talking to the wrong guy right now. He gets, it's funny. He gets a little frustrated. Like, come on, man. You know, like, you, what, what? It's not funny. I'm like, dude, it's funny. It's just like, dude, I'm a killer, man. You raised me as like a killer. Like, and you're trying to tell me jokes, like, before we, we do a kill session. And it's, it's hilarious, man. But like, uh, no, dude, he's, uh, He's definitely uh, talented, man. This guy's talented. He gets up there and tells jokes, and I'm like, dude, that's that's terrifying. You know, I do competitions every day. I don't want to get up in front of people and tell jokes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's that's definitely uh, uh, a pretty interesting situation, right? Oh, there's so much to go into it with that. First thing before I forget, what you said earlier about getting Baron Brothers in that little moment to yourself of, damn, that is so relatable. I'm just thinking, oh. It's like when you get got with the move that you learned in class, thinking, oh, I know he just learned that. I know what he's going for. He still got me with it. It's one of those sort of like... <laughs> Dude, yeah, you kind of think like, nah, I never got Baron Bolo to fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, you know, some guy just Baron Bolo's you. You're like, man, this is some bullshit. Like, <laughs> why did I let my... <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, and uh, that's like a... It's like a funny situation, man. Like, uh, people... Uh, like I think jujitsu, jujitsu's not. I feel like sometimes people say jujitsu's like full of saints. They think jujitsu's like full of saints. Like everybody in jujitsu is a saint. We're an angel. I'm like, dude, we got just as many douchey ass <laughs> jujitsu guys as people walking around on the street. Uh, you know, and it's <laughs> it's funny, man. Like uh, I feel like jujitsu definitely uh helps people in many ways, but I mean, um, unless you're rolling with straight killers uh like every day i don't think you're i don't think jujitsu is going to necessarily change your, your 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 views you know what i'm saying you know what i'm you know what i'm saying so like i feel like jujitsu saved their life and all that kind of stuff you don't think it's gonna <laughs> i think it does save your life and uh in particular ways but like you know like i feel like if you come in jujitsu you want to learn it you love it already you know what i'm saying yeah. but then you know, i don't think like you know I don't think you're just gonna force. I don't think jujitsu is gonna force a guy that loves fo football, loves football with his heart, and I don't think it's just gonna change his mind. He's gonna be like, you know, fuck football. I want to jujitsu full on. You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely think he's gonna have to do three or four or five years of jujitsu to build that love up. Like, oh man, I do love this shit. This is great. But in the beginning, you know, it's 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 pretty intense. You know. <laughs> Regarding your passion for jiu-jitsu and your training, how have you been so consistent? Have you been like consistent non-stop or has there been like spells that you've had like, you know what, I need a break from this? Or how have you managed to keep that kind of, I don't know, consistency? Um, dude, I definitely feel like this This comes from my team, man. Um, shout out to uh, Tim Plan HQ, uh, all my guys, uh, Coach Brandon Lim, uh, Coach Carlos, uh, Coach Danny, Coach 
Louise, Eddie, you know, these are my, my team really motivates me. Like, you know, um, uh, I, I, I feel like, uh, man, my team is like my, my, not, not just my team, my, my, my lady, my lady is a part of my team. She's like one of my students, but also uh, my lady and, uh, and my teammate. And like, these people motivate me like every day, every day. It doesn't matter if I'm frustrated with them or if I'm not frustrated with them. Um, they, they motivate me and they, uh, they keep me ahead of my game, you know, like, and, uh, I feel like, um, I can't stress that enough. Like, be try to be the best teammate you can be. Like, you know, because like, if you don't have no one, this is gonna be a really hard life. This is gonna be a very hard life. Um, you know, in, in anything, it doesn't matter if it's martial arts or sports. You, you know, you gotta know what people have your back and what people don't. You know, and uh, and I feel like you know, staying focused is like uh, my fans. My, you know, my you know my my fans. My fans is motivating me. They're they're sending me messages all the time. You know. Like, dude, I, I wish I could train with you. I, I'm like, dude, you can. You know, we might be going through something right now, but you just got to stay positive. You know, I'm not putting videos out because it's just cool. I'm putting videos out because I really want you to learn. I really want you to be the best. I, I, I would love that. I would love a guy to be like, damn, Marvin posted this shit, and I drilled it three, three million times, and I destroyed with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love that. I would love that. I And, you, and, and it's just like... Uh, Giving that knowledge back is something that uh, I really take pride in. I I love teaching, man. Teaching is just like uh, something has bring, has brought me joy, but it's also was something that I I didn't want to do in the beginning. You know, like uh, it was like, man, I don't want to teach people, dude. I just need to work on me. And then uh, and then once you realize that not everybody in jujitsu wants to drill, not not everybody in jujitsu has the time to get better. Not everybody in jujitsu wants to get better at the rate you do. So if you can't if you can't if you can't join them, you gotta make them. So then, then that's when I put in my head, I'm gonna make all my my training partners. I'm gonna create them. I'm gonna create them better than me, ten times better than me. Okay, no holes, no holes in the game, no holes in their game. You know, from day one he knows guard retention. From day one he knows passing. You know, from day one he knows all his back defense, his his armbar defense. You know, by blue belt he's already in a different level, a different stage, a different realm of the game. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's why I tell my students, hey, I can give you that memory card. You don't have to take it though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Just saying, you know, if you if you want to take it to the next level, we we can. You know what I'm saying? My goal if I'm training with people, I'm trying to have these people grappling with me at my level within three years. They need to be hanging. If they if they really want to get good, you know, you're gonna have to be giving me a problem within three years. You know, but I you know nowadays jujitsu is so easy to uh, study. Uh, you, you know, obviously the internet, uh, you know, EBI, all the tournaments, you know, BJJ Fanatics, Budo Videos, all these guys. It's so easy to learn jujitsu. It might be easy to not be easy to drill it, but it, it is easy to learn. And I feel like, man, dude, I got guys who've been training, you know, three years, four years, and they're already brown belts. And they, all my guys at my gym, everybody's probably like 170, 180. I'm the black belt there. I'm 145. Everyone wants to roll with me, all of them, all 15 of the brown belts, and they're all monsters. Hey, what's up? You know, they pop up on the mat. Hey, what's up? See if you're tired. It's you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I'm one of the coaches, so it's like, you know, and I, and at first, I think I, as a, as a newer black belt, I feel like you should take that hurt to the heart. Like, oh, you're trying to catch me when I'm weak. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. I gotta go after you, you know. But now it's like strategy. 
you know, like if I when I was a brown belt, I used to catch them when they were when when I was a purple belt. When I used to catch guys tired, oh what's that man? You trying to roll? You know, you know, and it's like you're trying to you know you're trying to outsmart them. You know, stay like in you. He doesn't know your game. You know, he doesn't know how fast you are. You know what I'm saying? So like you can start easy and end up passing his guard early. You know, so it's like it's interesting now that I'm like a full fledged coach, full fledged teammate, um, full fledged competitor. Um, you know. So and it's uh it's it's amazing, dude. Like um, the the love I get on a daily is uh something I'm I'm very blessed with. Like and uh, I can't I I I would say I'm more of a spiritual person, and I feel like the people around me has made me more spiritual. And uh definitely don't feel like uh I'm like perfect in any way, but definitely trying to get to the point of Buddha where I could uh not be frustrated by what people say anymore. I'm trying to get to that level, but uh you know obviously I haven't hit that uh that level yet. I want to go into with this regards of your teaching and obviously the way you learn as well how what kind of way do you like to learn is it like a find a single technique and really drill the hell out of it is it get a whole structure is it just trying i don't know because obviously training under um jean jacques training under eddie and everyone else as well all these different influences how what kind of structure works best for you okay so i would say like you know, so le- le- when I when I teach, I try to teach in a series. So we're gonna go through a four part series in that in that you know in that session or in that class. Uh, we're gonna start with uh, novice, uh, beginner, intermediate, advanced. So that first part of that series is gonna be novice. Anyone can do it. You know, person off the street with no jujitsu clothes on and a t-shirt and pants could do it. You know what I'm saying? So and then from that from whatever we read, we do that transition. We're gonna go into a beginner, uh, you know, a beginner setup. You know, this might be harder for beginners, but it also might be very easy, you know. And then as, as we move on, we go into our more intermediate step, and we go on to our advanced step. Um, I probably make these guys do uh, every every part of that series probably for like eight minutes, you know. So they'll go back and forth. Um, if it's a if it's a, a very important transition, I'm gonna make them do a, a micro drill. A micro drill is like basically a small movement that I'm gonna have you do at least least 20 times. Okay, so like if we're passing and there's a certain angle that I need you to pass on, I need you to understand it. We're gonna do that that angle just 20 times so you can recognize it and understand it. A lot of people teach and don't let students recognize what they're doing. Students have so many questions: why, when, where. Okay, you could explain that all while you're teaching. This is why we're doing this. This is when we're doing this. This is why they wouldn't do this. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, and then from from that setup, from once we get done with that 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 fourth part, so we that that four part series. Once we're done with four, I'm gonna give them a water break, and then we're gonna run that shit back, the same fucking way at a little bit more intensity. Okay? If they're drilling like beast, cool. We're gonna end off with cardio, and then we're gonna get it. You know, we're we're gonna get you know become monster grapplers. But if they, you know, if people drilling like shit because we're going through it a second time, then that means we got to go live, you know, and we're going to go live from, you know, four positions. Then again, you know, and we, we, we usually call that numbers. So one, two, three, four, four positions out of that same series we just learned. You're going to go, you know, it's going to go four different ways. People are going to act four different ways, react four different ways. And um, off that teaching style, it makes, uh, it just, it, you know, it just makes my, I'm trying to make my students as well round as possible, understand the game faster, quicker, and as uh, healthy as, you know, as healthy as possible. And, uh, dude, uh, I feel like it's uh, definitely, uh, my teaching style is getting better, and I feel like I'm um, getting more patient. You know, I definitely can be a little bit too passionate with my students, and, uh, you, you know, and I feel like uh, that's something I have to learn myself. But um, 
I actually, you know, I, I came from an MMA, you know, background. So it's like my wrestling, my coach was a wrestler and he was a beast. He was all over me all the time. He never let, gave me a break. And uh, that's kind of what I was around. So, you know, but uh, yeah, dude. Uh, and, uh, you know, usually after all that, after we run that back, we, and even after we run that back, we're going to run that cardio. You know, cardio is just simple jujitsu movements, obviously, burpees, sprawls, fast feet, high knees, um, uh, bunny hops, like all these core strength moves. You know what I'm saying? Some of my students are just too floppy. I just sweep them so quickly. You know what I'm saying? I need you have to have base. You need to be heavy. You can't just be letting me throw you all over the place, spider guard style, you know, especially Nogi. <laughs> I mean, it's really interesting, man, because this is what I really wanted to get into. Because obviously, 10th Planet is really known for its sort of diverse kind of intricate moves. And it's going in from a beginner white belt to then build up to that. And again, at what point is that instilled from the sort of traditional jiu-jitsu fundamentals and then how you build up from there or implementing these systems? Because I wouldn't imagine you were Imanai rolling black belts from day one. I imagine that came maybe like day two, maybe day three. But <laughs> um, I would definitely say like, uh, you know, like there's definitely students I've seen who, who, who necessarily didn't get a... Uh, a beginner, you know, experience to jujitsu, as you could say, because Tim Planet is pretty diverse, and we do do a, a, a lot of moves. But we do have a beginner series for all our beginners. You know, a lot of beginners play a lot of lockdown. A lot of beginners play a lot of rubber guard. A lot of beginners play a lot of truck. You know, they might not be able to go for the exact movements in those positions, but they can go for all the sweeps and all the passes and all the setups and all the finishes. Um, uh, for me, I felt like. Um, I kind of already had a little bit of basics when I first started. And then once I did the, you know, I did obviously I trained with Eddie for a year and then the situation with the gym move happened. And then I went and did Gi for two years. And the Gi obviously, you know, goes through the basics all the time. But I mean, uh, I definitely felt like it re re like refreshed me on my basics and um, my movement and my guard retention and my passing and my stability and my, my balance. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, all jujitsu schools should have like a movement class. Because, I mean, there's people, like, for me, people get hurt in jiu-jitsu because they don't know how to move. They don't know how to fucking move. They just know how to fucking talk. They just know how to fucking talk and ask questions. That's all they know how to do. How about you? Like, like Eddie's always telling me in my head, he's like, he's like we're not moving backwards. We're not, we're, not, we're not trying to move backwards. You know what I'm saying? We're moving forwards. If you're, if you're, if you're trying to tap this guy, are you going to be moving backwards? All right, I'm about, to, I'm about to fuck his ass up, but I'm about to move backwards. No, you're not. You got to keep moving forwards. Your defense is, you know, your defense is, your defense is your confidence. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta go after this guy, if you really want it, you know. But like, and, and it's just like you don't want every day in your classroom to be just another seminar, like a seminar every day. Oh, okay, another seminar. Oh, okay, we're gonna go armbar. Now we're gonna do triangle. Now we're gonna do kimura. All right, guys, five minutes of drills and then let's let's roll. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't really necessarily build the best grapplers unless the guy's just a fucking monster from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know those guys who just come in here, grab a dude by the arm, tap him. <laughs> you know, he doesn't even have any technique, but he's just, he's a, he's a monster, you know? But I, I definitely feel like, um, you know, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a guy that says cross-train. I feel like you should cross-train, you know, especially if you can. But I just don't feel like, don't base your jiu-jitsu career off freebies and shit. Sneak over here and do this open mat, then I'm about to go do this open mat, then another open mat. Like, like, when are you gonna pay your fucking dues? Just pay your fucking dues. That's all I'm saying. Like, my my, I'm getting constantly yelled at saying this is this is a business, business. This is a business. 
all right, so let's treat these let's treat these motherfuckers like it's a business, you know? Just pay your fucking dues. I don't care if you train with whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like you doesn't matter. Just pay your dues. Don't just be running over to places trying to get, you know, get in free ticket. Ah. It's just like Jesus, you know. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. But I do like people to cross train, and I felt like me cross training with Gee was good, and it, uh, it was great. But I do feel like, dude, there are guys who do strictly no Gee and never even seen a Gee, let alone put it on. They've never even seen one, and they are monsters. They are monsters, you know. Uh, and I can't say it makes you better, uh, like than a no Gee guy that strictly does no Gee. Because I feel like Gee doesn't do all leg locks, so I just feel like the Nogi guy could obviously just decimate in that, you know, a leg locks alone. But I do feel like, um, you know, you should learn both. You know, it's it's jujitsu, it's grappling. You wanna you wanna elongate that uh, that journey. The journey should be fun, filled with just everything you didn't know was gonna happen. You know. Again, that is really interesting. Obviously, the the polar opposites, and again, some people really don't need the Gee to get that kind of, I don't know, but back to reality kind of thing of okay this is the core fundamentals and i've got the more advanced techniques and the more intricate techniques and this is my base i'm building up from and again having that open mindset and <laughs> definitely paying your dues making sure you're respecting people properly it's all well and good you know slapping hands and you know rolling and stuff but unless you're putting food on the table and you know supporting the business then what how much respect really is there i don't care if you're bros you've got you know <laughs> you're taking food off mm-hmm. the table you need to you know support the businesses and it is interesting in regards with cross-training and having a home. That's always a debate with some people. They're like, oh, it's just a business, go where you want. But also, who's going to promote you? Who's flagging you in the fly? So that's always a bit of a funny one. Regards of your competitions, initially you were saying how you didn't even really want to compete. It was just fun and that was that. But then getting that kind of drive of saying, okay, I guess I can compete. I guess I can be a world-level like competitor. What was your first competition like was it quite a i don't know was it scary was it fun was how did it feel initially all right well like dude it's like actually like a weird like creepy situation where like uh i was like all right i'm gonna compete and i was just like you know let's get ready for it and um i remember going out to like the valley and um it was like this uh nice gym and had like mat set up and it was really legit looking i really don't remember the uh the um like uh, the obviously association that threw it, but like there's so many jujitsu associations out here in um, California and you know in the states that just pop up and go down. Um, but uh, yeah, I was a white belt and uh, I was about 150, and um, I was like, all right, I want to be in the white belt division, and they were just like, uh, all right, we don't have any white belts. You're gonna have to go in the blue belt division with the blues and purples, and I was just like, whoa, like I don't, I don't think I have been training you know that long to uh, to do this, and uh, and the. I just remember the the guy was just like, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want to do? And I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do this. And uh, there was just like, dude, there was just like all these dudes were like 160, 170. And they were they were just like buff, tatted up. Dudes had braids. One dude, one dude looked like he was on steroids. And I was just like, whoa, like I was just like so blown away. That like man like you know this is competition I you know I got to be mentally ready, but I'm like uh, I felt like I was very you know my judicious was very clever at the time I felt like I had a little bit more uh, you know uh, I would say swagger than the, the the other white belts that I've trained with you know because uh, I felt like I trained a little bit longer than they did you know and I already kind of knew jujitsu and uh, dude it was just 
I remember the I, I went against the first buff ass guy first and I was like, oh shit, why am I going first? You know, give me third, you know, let me warm up. And I just remember him blast double me uh, on my back and uh, leaving his neck open and I just guillotined him like super quickly. But I mean, I did land on my back and it was a dope ass takedown. I could not take any, you know, any love from him, but he got guillotined. You know, that's like basics, day day four in Nogi, you know what I'm saying? Quick Marcelatine, put him out the game, you know? And uh, I was kind of, had an, oh shit, you know, can't get a little, get a little movement going. And uh, I ended up going against uh, uh, a shorter guy, a uh, shorter guy. And uh, um, I felt like in my, in my, from uh, previous jiu-jitsu, uh, you know, rolling, I felt like I always did pretty much not, not as good with shorter people. Uh, and uh, this guy was like super fast, rest. And obviously, probably could beat me. You know, I did. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get under him. Managed to get, get under the guy. He ended up dropping to his knees, and he gave out his head. And I'm challenging him really quickly. You know, that that was my shit. Like I touch your neck, you know, I feel, I feel like I can put you to sleep. And uh, and uh, my uh, uh it was uh, my third to last guy. Um, he had like he, he was like buff, buff white guy with bread, uh, with dreads. We're not dreads with braids. And his uh, his girl was on the fucking sidelines, like. It's like a little mixed chick, and she was just like, whoop his fucking ass, you know? He's a fucking bitch. She was just like, like, just making me seem like a fucking, fucking, like a pansy. And I was just, I remember watching her, like, like, like she was actually pretty, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, damn, she just dissing me. Damn, I haven't even, I'm already not making friends, you know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, I remember the guy just looking at me like, like he was just gonna just destroy me. And uh, I was just like, whoa, I, you know, that's when I started second guessing the competition. Stab me or something, you know, I, I was getting in my head and then I thought to myself, am I really going to be a fucking bitch right now and not get my chance to test my skill out against this guy? Like, is that literally not what jujitsu is about? Am I literally going to back down and not test myself against this guy? And uh, so I said, fuck it, you know, I'm going to test myself against this guy. And um he did like the same two motions, the same the first guy did. He took a, a big double and he put me on my back and he let me wrap his head. And then we uh, we tussled around with me wrapping his head and eventually I Marcelatined him. And uh, his girl came over there and was just like, get off of him. And I was just like, whoa, what the hell? And uh, you know, and, and it was interesting because I was like, what the hell? You're right. Uh, and I and I and I uh, I backed up and I was like, all right, you know, let me get out of here. And everybody, like the crowd, started screaming, like, like screaming, like, oh yeah. And I and I've never heard anybody scream like, scream or like, praise me like for something I did at the time. I've never heard. I I feel like I never heard an applaud for me. You know what I'm saying? I know it sounds pretty lame, but I, at the time I don't remember ever hearing applaud for me, and it, and it felt it felt different. It felt like something I could get used to because I felt like I was very shy and I was uh, not really the best public speaker. Um, and uh, dude, like, um, it, it was amazing. Like, and, and this is like me as a white belt. And um, long story short, I ended up having my fourth match, and the guy it was against a purple belt. And this dude just fucking quick made quick work out of everyone. Like, literally, like I feel like I'm Marcel I'm Marcelatine three guys, but he literally fucking belly down on bar three guys quick too like super fast so i was like fuck i gotta have a different game plan so i decided to uh, shoot the fucking takedown and put him on his back and uh he threw up like a form of williams guard on me like a form of williams guard on me 
and um, I managed to like try to uh, basically like a like a like a modified or a shitty X pass. I tried the shitty X pass, and I remember him just pulling my elbow like from my from his hip, pulling my elbow toward his hip, and just flying up super fast for this shotgun armbar. And um, he 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 taps me. Oh. And uh, uh, and I was just like, like literally, I was just actually happy that he didn't break my fucking arm. And then I then I walk out of there with a fucking cast and look ridiculous. Uh, but uh, that was like my kind of like my first tournament. Experience. I mean, I lost, but I ain't there. And it was a chance for me to like kind of you know, show myself what I'm made of, you know what I'm saying? Especially as a beginner. Sorry, the signal keeps cutting out at the end. But yeah, it is really interesting having that many matches in that kind of like the crowd, having the different experiences, that kind of emotions, because you never really get the little trash talking and stuff at Jiu-Jitsu comps. Normally no one cares about them. But that kind of like, it's almost like the Karate <laughs> Kid kind of thing of like, I don't know, like boo, kill him, and all this kind of just bleed kind of like MMA fans almost. And then you sort of spoil the party, and again, get matched with a purple belt and a white belt combo. I didn't quite understand that. It was like a nogi thing, or how did yeah. that work out? Yeah, it's like a nogi thing, man. They kind of just like you know they feed they feed white belts to the sharks sometimes. I, I feel like that's not that's not that's not fucking fun. That's not dope. You know, it's it is cool if you see like a white belt have a bunch of you know high level guys, but you know it's just, it's just dangerous. dangerous you know? Just big students about you know you know posture. What'd you say? Sorry, there's a delay. You you keep talking because otherwise <laughs> we can cut each other out. So yeah, you keep going. It's all good. No, um, I just feel like uh, you know, like especially white belts and you know purple level you know tournaments are just dangerous, dude. Like you know, you want this guy to stay injured too, not you know, not to get destroyed in one competition and then leave it. Because when it comes to these kind of things, it's not just the skill level thing. Like, you get spazzy, dangerous white belts. Like, if you see scissor takedown to black belt, you know, there's a good chance they're going to be okay. If you get some flying white belt coming for your knees, there's a good chance you're not going to be walking home at that point. So it's, um, you got to be careful with <laughs> that. But in regards of your guys you coach and, like, heel hooks and leg locks in general, at what sort of level do you get them learning heel hooks and, like, leg lock defense? Oh, dude. Um, for me, like I, I usually teach a leg lock class on the weekend. Uh, but I mean, like, I really don't mind teaching them anything in jujitsu. But uh, I don't really focus my the white belts on leg locks. But I mean, if they if they're if they're good enough white belts where they can go to my leg lock class, then they gonna then they're really gonna learn the leg locks. Um, uh, shout out to a few of my white belts. Uh, you know, Juan Solo and uh, Mike the Hype. Uh, Say, you know, my boy Bryce. Um, my white belts are uh, very, very organized, but I, I would say like um, they didn't learn leg locks quick, like quickly. They learned leg locks within, within like five months. I would say in the beginning, it's all about passing, smashing, guard retention, back defense, armbar defense, defense, you know, control, sweep. You know, it's it's really basic stuff for, uh, but it's repetition. Once their movement's good, well, I'm not sweeping them easy. Like I could just sweep you without a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like once I get their base together and now I know that if if, if I if I bullshit they can pass my guard, then that's when we're gonna get into like, okay, you can't pass the guard, now let's see, let's drop for some technical leg locks. And um yeah, I try to I try to like put their defense up 
quickly, especially when I get them into leg locks. That's all we kind of focus on is the defense. You know, obviously how to uh, hand fight defense, think about your angles. Uh, how can he finish? How is he going to get the break? How is he not going to get the break? Um, because I do heel hooks, man. So, like, they're rolling with me, and my, my half of my white belts are huge, you know? And I can't take a risk with being too nice to them, and they fuck me up, you know, just by being crazy. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a very, very serious coach. If, you know, they're rolling with me, I'm looking to decimate, you know, I'm looking to decimate. Like, dude, you know, you better respect my technique or, you know, or, you know, I take you home with me, you know what I'm saying? So they get that. And then, you know, and that's something about being at an advanced class, a leg lock, cla- uh, a high level of leg lock class, you know, your shit could get ripped off. So you got to be very aware. And I have to have the people in there that I know who are very aware. Those people who I like an ego problem, I don't, I usually don't allow them in leg lock class because I know it's the same pattern. They have the same pattern. Their whole jujitsu career is the same pattern. I feel like a lot of grapplers don't even think about it you fucking talk shit you go in there you don't you don't stretch you don't drill you just go in there for rolls two times and then you get hurt five months later you come back you talk shit you don't roll you don't drill you go in there for rolls you get hurt it's the same shit it's the same shit the same pattern that's what you just about patterns are you seeing the pattern or are you not you know and i'm trying to avoid my students from that and it's been it's been well but I, I have went through trial and error, you know what I'm saying? Not being aggressive enough with the, uh, look, dude, you need to recover, relax, take this day off, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like the more aggressive I am, aggressive I am with the recovery, the, the better results I get. But when I be really nonchalant with it, I feel like, uh, this, I feel like they're, they're nonchalant with it. They're, non, they're nonchalant with recovery. They're nonchalant with injury, you know? Yeah, definitely, you need to have that kind of respect because it gets really tricky when it comes to you know, being playful and being, you know, technique over strength and all this kind of stuff. But then when it comes to, okay, so you let this white 170, 180 pound white belt armbar, you think, okay, he's going to put it on slowly. I'm going to tap and he's going to feel good about himself or I'm going to try and like hitchhiker out. But then he sort of yanks it on and then you hear a big crack. You think, okay, it's all well and good being Mr. Nice Guy, but now you've got a cast on your arm. So it's then trying to find that kind of gray area. And on top of that, anyway, regards of all the high level black belts you've got over your place obviously you got Gio, you got Boogie who's coming on the show tomorrow and um, <laughs> like Tony and a few other guys how are the classes split out is it like black belt class is it advanced beginners how do you mix out the classes well um, like I said uh, you know Sensei Eddie is like super open dude he doesn't you know he's not gonna let like obviously we have our own warm up system so if you don't know the warm ups you are not allowed in the class and I repeat that so for everyone watching that wants to join Tim Planet if you do not know the warm-ups, you are not welcome into advanced class. It is just too dangerous. Um, but like, uh, so everyone who does know the warm-ups, uh, we go through a session of warm-ups, obviously, like, you know, uh, mobility style warm-ups to warm up. And then we go over our jujitsu warm-ups, which is, uh, you know, we have letters. It goes to, I think, H, A through H. And uh, there's there's four there's uh, four series, just like how we, you know, Eddie does it. So we'll go through those four series, and then we have our leg lock flow. We'll do a, you know, we have a leg lock flow every day, a different one. Well, you know, we'll, we only rotate around two, but, you know, we do different ones every day. And then after our leg lock flow, we go live. We do, um, you know, live drills. So live drills, whether it's spider web orientated, EBI orientated, uh, points orientated, um, sweep orientated, leg lock orientated, rubber guard orientated. It doesn't really matter what term it is or uh, what what uh, flavor of technique you want, but we're going to go live from it just to see what reactions do we get, you know. And uh, there's white belts in there, blue belts you know, all belts. I feel like in a class, uh, besides me, you're going to see me in there, you know, I'm always be the, the black belt in there, but like, usually it's like three of us, 
you know, including Eddie. So if Eddie's a black one there, me, and then maybe Coach Jeremiah, Coach Patrick, uh, these are two monsters, two monsters. Like, people, people know Jeremiah, Jeremiah Vance. Uh, shout out to my boy, shout out to Coach Patrick. Uh, but like, dude, I wish, I wish, like, I, I'm always yelling at these guys, like, you guys need to destroy more people so they could see this. Cause I'm getting destroyed and, uh, you know, I'm the only one seeing it. And, and it's just like not fair. I feel like sometimes I get a lot of love and I feel like I got some killers. I got some killers I train with. Like, why don't you compete, man? But then again, I'm not, I'm not a coach who, who forces my students to compete. Like, my stu- I have students that I've never even talked to about competing. You know why? Because that's not what they're here for. Not everyone. Not, not, that's not what I'm trying to teach you is how to compete. I'm teaching you how to protect yourself and how to feel confident about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what jujitsu is about for me. Like, I want to teach you how to protect yourself, and I want you to be confident that you can protect yourself and the people around you. You know what I'm One thing I really like about Tenth Planet is these kind of sequences, like the warm-ups and that kind of... I don't know. I always learn better when it comes to flows and systems like that because then you can really start... You know, when you see these really long boxing combinations, like, for anyone watching that externally, it's not meant to be for that to be repeated word for word in a fight. It's meant to be, okay, that small section, I can remember that, these muscle memory, and I really like that kind of mechanics. And, again, when it comes to the advanced classes, I would only... <laughs> I couldn't even begin to imagine what they look like, those kind of warm-ups, like, almost like an intricate kind of dance, like, step-by-step, like, inch-by-inch details. And also, regards to that evolution of the game, like, all your guys have different, very different styles. Like, initially you have the rubber guard sort of, you know, format, but then it's sort of, you have your own sort of styles from there. Regards of your influence and your development, is that something you guys look for in yourselves? Is that something Eddie influences, or is that somewhere you, I don't know, get this from other people, if you see what I mean? Um... So are you saying, like, uh, do we all have our own styles or do does Eddie, like, necessarily create our style or does he let us branch off and kind of, like, made our, make our own? Now, that made that question more interesting. I meant, like, your specific style, where does it come from and where does that origin from? But to say, does Eddie give you, like, like pointers to try and develop a style? And say the Imanaira, how did that become, like, your thing, so to speak? Like, how did you start really going from there? Um, well, uh, you know, I, basically, uh, I was, uh, you know, I was, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're basically opposite, uh, we're opposite teams, but, um, uh, rival teams, but I'm a big fan of Gary Tonin, um, uh, you know, Gary, uh, Gordon Ryan, all the killers. I'm a big fan. Obviously, if you're not a fan of all the killers and you're a killer, you're blown. Um, but, uh, I'm a fan of, uh, you know, Gary Tonin. He actually came to the gym when I was like a, I would think I was a blue belt, maybe purple, going into my purple. Um, and, uh, basically, uh, I had like a, a whole list of, uh, movements I seen Gary Tonin do like leg lock movements that day. Like literally I wrote this out from YouTube and he showed up in class and we were fucking speechless because Eddie's like, all right, Gary, Gary Tonin's going to teach something. And I'm like, Oh, for sure. So uh, he was like, what do you want him to teach? Right. You know, I remember sliding my notebook over like, eh, you know, right here. And he literally taught us everything and more. He taught us like every, like two variations of MNRA from standing from the bottom he taught us some uh, leg lock defense, some leg lock offense, and uh, some leg lock concepts. And uh, that kind of sp- sprouted my MNRI. Obviously, Eddie put it in the warm-ups, so we uh, we did it all the time. But, uh, yeah, dude, like, you know, just being able to be, you know, catch that day where Gary Tony was in, and, he, you know, he, he hit something he taught me blew me up. And then Eddie blew it up even more because uh, he just made me drill it every day. Like, not just me, everyone. And uh, I feel like... Uh, 
you know, I still am an R people, you know. I still feel like I, I do it I do it here and there, you know, when uh when it's when it when it's needed, when I can. Um but uh, you know, definitely as me as a grappler, I have to uh, evolve too. I can't just be, you know, relying on a one hit wonder move like, you know, Showtime Pettis or something like that. Like you gotta, you know, Pettis is still fighting, you gotta keep grinding, you gotta keep evolving. So like I'm trying to work on my passing, my wrestling, you know, my control, my you know, my weight, my size, my my you know, my my diet, everything. You know, my core, my breathing, my focus, you know. I'm trying to be uh, I'm trying to stay as uh humble as is, you know, is uh simple and uh as reasonable as reasonable as possible. I'm not trying to cause problems, cause drama. You know, I'm an athlete, you know, if you wanna go for a super fight, what's good? Forty five black belt. I'm there every day, you know what I'm saying? So uh I, I wanna keep the peace. You know, we're at a situation in our lives and uh and uh around the world that it's uh it's a pandemic and we need to uh stay positive and stay focused. And I'm really uh, happy that uh, you know, obviously EBI uh, EBI has a variation. They're going to be doing uh, all EBI OT shout out to AB Bravo. Um, that's going to be dope. And then uh, Fight to Wins started back doing competitions, so that's really sick. Hopefully, I get to get on that in the June card. You know, get the get the battle. I kind of kind of excites me to, to to battle uh, no no uh, no crowd, just quiet. You can hear pin drop. You know what I'm saying? That's why I feel like I could uh, show the best technique for sure. No crowd? Oh, man, I'm going to be at home. I feel good. You know what I'm saying? Damn, that just means two fucking monsters go at it. You know? It's like um, Goku and Cell, isn't it? In the um, tournament. <laughs> right? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, Dragon Ball Z references. Love with this game. It's all good. Um, when it comes to... That's a really interesting answer, and the way you sort of describe that. That you can almost... Because one thing I wanted to, was really curious about the high-level competitors when it comes to them giving these DVDs on their series, it almost felt like seeing that as, oh, if they're still actively competing, this is what they do. Why would they tell everyone how they do it in every variation of it? But again, the way you were describing how you like to not be one-dimensional with trying to develop your game, because throughout this podcast, we were talking about your Marcelatines and different wrestling techniques, all these different stuff. And it took me to prompt it for you to mention Imanari. Like the whole thing as well as your game is always developing you're always expanding you didn't have to be rabbit holed into this is the one thing that you know this is all i can do no it's the world around it and the base you've built and continue to expand on and regards of that is it more of a trial and error and keep going from there or is it somewhere that someone's given you more influence to then work on Dude, that was uh, very well put, man. Um, I definitely feel like, uh, man, I'm like, I'm trying to, like, I feel like jujitsu has taught me that you have to evolve every day in some some way. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm trying to, if I could say the right thing to you, I'm, I want to say it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want to say a biased thing to you. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be biased about anything. But there's gonna be times when I'm gonna have to be. But I feel like. Uh, we um in, you know in our jujitsu community it's just like you gotta you gotta have your own self confidence you know what I'm saying you know Conor McGregor was talking that shit before he got into the UFC because he believed in himself he talked that shit before he didn't need the fucking belt to talk that shit he was talking that shit before you know and that's what uh you got that's that's self confidence you gotta have that you know what I'm saying but yet have self confidence but in the in the face of danger when you're out there looking your opponent in the eyes you you got to you, you got to seem calm as and cool as a feather even though you're sweating under your rash guard shivering you got to be looking at him like you know 
you got a cigar in your mouth like what's good what's happening you know so it's like uh it's it's a, it's a huge com- uh, it's it's a huge conversation between yourself and your emotions and uh like at the highest level i feel like man the lights the camera the action the interviews the the playing the travel it's a lot on it's a lot on athletes you know but that's the part of being an athlete that's a part of people loving what we do you know and how we express our art and um i i definitely feel like uh it's just you should if you love it do you care do you care about the time that's what i usually tell my students if you love it why do you care about the time you know like if if you see yourself getting better like damn i am getting good who cares if you see your body's looking better you know, and you, you're liking yourself, you're, you're starting to feel confident about yourself more and more. Jiu-Jitsu's working. It's working. That drug you wanted, it's working. It wasn't a pill, though. It wasn't a pill that you could take. It'd be like, damn, I want this Jiu-Jitsu feel good. No, it's just uh, you need you need that repetition. You need those. And, and that's another reason why Jiu-Jitsu is not for everyone. Like, like people say, oh, Jiu-Jitsu for everyone. I'm like, not everyone in this world could take a loss. And you know, you know this. You know your, you know friends. You know brothers. You know sisters. You know cousins are like, dude, he can't take a loss. He can't get choked behind the back. He's gonna, he's gonna throw a temper tantrum. He's gonna flip out. You know, not many people can take that. And that's why I feel like jujitsu people are different. You know what I'm saying? We could take that L, and we could smile it off. We could learn from it. Let alone, we could smile it off, and we can learn from it. And that's something powerful. And that's something that impresses me about students. When I'm rolling a student and I tap him, and he's like you know, coming after me again, and then I tap him again, and he's coming after me again, and I tap him again, and he's coming after me again. I love this motherfucker. This dude's a fucking beast. He, he, he loves this shit. He, but if I, but if I roll this dude, and then I'm rolling with him, and I tap him, he's just, he's like, what the fuck, fuck? Fuck, I shouldn't have did this. Fuck, I shouldn't have did this. I'm like, relax. We're not even finished yet. You still got eight minutes to do all that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you don't want to, it's it's not about competition necessarily in the gym. It's about learning. It's about smiling. It's about being with the a family, your team. You know, it's about you know, you know, exercise, fitness. It's 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 a lot of it's a lot going on in there, and I feel like like it it can kill egos. It, it surely can. You know, and uh, like your ego is gonna get tested with jujitsu because you know every day is so different. There's some days where I'm like, damn, I'm a fucking beast. I'm a beast. I'm a nari this. I'm a nari that. And then there's some de- days where I get fucking smashed on. I'm like, do I even do jujitsu? How long have I been training? What am I doing? There's days when I'm frustrated like that. My students are giving me a problem. There's days when my girl that's a purple belt who's handled me, passed my guard, put me in side control, and I didn't get to do shit. There's days like that. There's days like that. I'm training that hard, you know? Any one of these monsters I train with could, could, could put me on my back, you know, and that's what I want. I want to be trained with the, the killers. It doesn't matter if they're a girl, they're a guy, they're tiny, they're small, they don't got no legs, they got no arms, it doesn't matter. He's going to be a monster. He'll take your arm off and use it for his own, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, I, I love that fact. But it but it's also hard, dude, being like a, a teacher too, you know, being able to take an L. You know, think about that. Think about me being a black belt. When I, do I know when to tap? You know, one of my students catch me. Do I know when to tap? Do I know when I'm safe? Are you going to just get your shit ripped off by one of your students and be like, it's okay? Are you going to, you know, it's, there's a process going on and there's like, you know, there's levels, there's hierarchy and you need to, uh, as a black belt, you need to know when you're caught up and you need to know when like, all right, 
you know, I, you know, I need to know, you need to know your boundaries and stuff. So it's like, it, it, it's, it's so much going on, but it's, it, it's in a family environment and it should be fun. Like most of my classes I go to are so fun. So great. Like, just like you said, you can't even imagine any class. I can't imagine it either. It different. It's changing. It changes every day. It's the same, but it changes. He has his own spice to it every day. And it's amazing. Some days I'm in there like, what the fuck? I'm in here with Eddie Bravo. And I've been with him for years. You know, there's, I'm like, damn. Like the first time I remember when I first met him, I literally used to be like, how the fuck did I get here? I used to think that like, how the fuck could I buy this guy? Why does this guy like me? Like why, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it, and it blew my mind for so long. And then now it's kind of like, I'm still kind of fanboy a little bit, you know, still fanboy, but like, I'm like, like you said, like I told you earlier, I'm, I'm more of a killer. I don't really say too much. I ain't gonna say too much. I'm gonna be like, oh, what's up, man? You know, cause Eddie's mostly, I can't be too nice because I'm gonna have to roll with you. And then, you know, you know, I don't have to try to give you, I'm gonna have to give you the whole, the whole clip, you know, and try to get, go after you. So it's like, I'll rather be nice after we roll, you know what I'm saying? You know, so like I'll be super nice, but like, you know, in the midst of being like the, you know, one of the guard dogs at the gym, it's kind of like you gotta, you gotta keep a little bit of uh, keep safe intensity. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, there's so many questions I want to ask as well when it comes to this stuff, like being starstruck by Eddie Bravo, and like he's there trying to give you his routine, and like what's still there, flame food, all this kind of stuff, and you're trying to be like, I'm not gonna fanboy, I'm not gonna smile. You sort of nod and stuff. It's crazy. Oh, like when it comes to rolling with these guys, like, like what's Tony Ferguson like to roll with? Is he like as it comes across on like Instagram and the rest of it? Is he all like, I don't know, conventional? Is he all serious? Is he unorthodox? Just because I'm so I mean, curious, man. Right. I would say uh, rolling with Eddie is like, uh, oh my god, rolling with Eddie is like trapdoor spider. Like I mean, dude, his lockdown game, his quarter guard lockdown game is on level one billion. Like, if he grabs your fucking leg, you're not going nowhere for no period of time. And if he puts you in a lockdown and you want to, like, go crazy and kick out of his lockdown, he's going to break your fucking leg. I've seen it thousands of times. Thousands of times. This is dangerous. This is, like I told you, this is dangerous. Like, you go into a gym and you, they don't, you don't know their game and you're doing all your normal shit and that shit doesn't work over there, It's it, it could get dangerous. And, you know, Eddie, but Eddie's fucking 50, dude, and... He feels fucking 25. Every, you know, he, when I'm rolling with him, just Wednesday, he felt like he was 25. He fucked me up. You know, there's days where I, I can fuck him up, boom, and the next day, he fucks me up. I'm like, damn. Like, he was like, no, nah, I remember the shit. He, you know, he's like, yeah, I remember the shit you did. That was nice. But I'm coming back. You know, he and, like, he's 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 very competitive, too. You know, he's always on me. Like, oh, you know, you, you know, you got me last time. Or we still made it. It ain't happening again, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I like that, like, uh, funniness he's super funny when it comes to roll and with me and rolling he's always two points two points you know points. you know so he's really big on like outpointing me you know what I'm saying? oh dude he's a, he's he's a, he's, a, he's a master at it um but uh tony ferguson i've only rolled him you know a grip of times and um dude he's just so explosive oh my god so explosive so fast Darce is on level both sides 100 you know what i'm saying Really good Dars guy, really good inverter. He has good inversions too. Um, uh, really good uh, back take, you know, jump on your back. Really good passing, press, really like really good pressure. Um, definitely in the Justin Gagey fight, I felt like you know just a, he can. He, it was just too late to change game plans. That's all I could see really in that. He just too late to change the game plans. He was just thinking more like I might as well box with this motherfucker, see what happens. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, and Justin Gage is just a fucking phenomenal wrestler. It's going to be very hard to not get him down. But in the rematch, I definitely do think Tony will have a motherfucking strategy for that shit, and we will be looking to take him out the game. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, so he was saying on um, Fight Companion about how he was already planning for Khabib, and he had this plan so locked in that when it came to the sort of switch up, it's like, do you want to try and change it all? And Tony was just like, just want to box. I was going to box anyway, so he might as well just, you know, get stuck in as it was. So it's such a tricky thing when you're that specific for a fight and that complete game plan for that specific person and it sort of changes. It's almost the polar opposite. But again, it's an interesting one. And it's interesting hearing about Tony Stahl in that sense because, again, you'd imagine him being explosive because of how he is. But coming from an MMA background and being as unorthodox as he is, to then be, I don't know, that varied still, it's quite refreshing hearing he's got these kind of... I don't know, that sort of diversity to his game as well. Like, it's not one-dimensional in that sense. Oh, no way, dude. He's super flowy. He's super... in like, you know, like... You gotta remember, he's just a... He's just a guy... He's just an, an you know, another guy, man. He, he's like... He loves jujitsu, man. He's a jujitsu head, dude. He's a good... He's a monster wrestler head, too. He loves... He's keeping up with all the wrestlers, all the jujitsu guys. He's not... He's not a dumbass at all. You know, he loves it all. And I just felt like, uh, you know, he, he's getting paid to knock these fools out. You know, and, you know, and bang with these guys. But you know, you know, and he's 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 going through evolving as you know in his own, you know, learning how to like you know take guys down and pull guard, how to pull guard in MMA. Imagine how tricky that is. How to pull guard in MMA safely in jujitsu. How to invert in MMA. How to emanari in MMA. You know, he has a lot of things he has to evolve on too. But dude, he's he's gonna do that shit. He knows how. It's just uh, you know you gotta uh, you gotta get back to the drawing board. That's something that you can't hate. You can't hate getting back to the drawing board. You gotta love that shit. You gotta be rushing for that shit. I'm rushing to get back. What you were saying as well about how you've got to be able to, you know, take your L's and crack on straight away, come back aggressive. You can't sit there and like complain about. It. You need to be able to do that, and that's part of the community and everything else. And again, the int- the really interesting part about Tenth Planet stuff is it was built for MMA. Like Robert Guard is for MMA, but then it really spawned this jujitsu empire of all these guys doing all very jujitsu sport specific things. And now it's trying to go back to where it came from in the first place. It's an interesting transition, though. Yeah, I felt like, uh, I mean, he's a wrestler, man. So I feel like, you know, he kind of already had the athleticism, you know, like, uh, I definitely feel like, uh, he, you know, he, and he's like, you know, he just already had like uh, the, the, the will to learn, you know, the will to learn to really get better. And that's something that I feel like uh, Tony does really well is evolve when it's time to, you know. Now, thank you. Actually, now, one more question before I let you go. Mm-hmm. All these competitions you do, this is a very important question, potentially controversial. After all these competitions you do, being an athlete, I know, but what is your post-fight food? Talk to me. And I don't want any kind of half answers. Are you a pizza guy? Are you a burger guy? What's your food saying? Talk to me. Post-fight food. That's a weird question. Um. Honestly, I'm super hungry after the fight, but I just sometimes don't have a good appetite. Like, sometimes I don't have an appetite after my fights. But I do like chicken, like shrimp alfredo. Shrimp alfredo after the fight would be bomb, you know, especially with, like, some, um, you know, some type, some, some type of, uh, you know, maybe some boba. I'm lame. I'm, you know, my lady's Asian, so boba it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in the bowl. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, you know, I definitely feel like that's something I would love to. But, dude, after my fights, usually I don't have no appetite. I think I would have to smoke first, dude. I think I would have to. Do you train a lot? Maybe. Sort of like, I don't know. 
You said what? Do you train a lot like smoking weed or not really? Um, I would say like um in the beginning, I would say like for a white belt, you know, white belt, blue belt, purple belt, I would say well, in your white and blue belt, I would not say tell you to smoke weed. I, w- I would say it's just it gets it could throw you off, it throws you off your game, you know. Um, but some people, all people are different, and all people can handle. Some people can't. But I, I do feel like uh, before my competitions, before I train, I like to smoke a little bit. Um, uh, I feel like it soothes me out. It makes me less uh, less frustrated, less uh, less impatient, more focused, more passionate, more happy to help instead of like draggy to help. You know, like oh, this motherfucker's fucking up again, or more like oh damn, he doesn't get it. Let me help him. Let me let me let me let me help him understand it better. You know what I'm saying? Well, definitely, because that kind of level of detail, that level of intricacy, instead of rushing around so much, sort of slows you down and makes you smell the roses a bit more. And I was just sort of curious with that, because right. obviously, being like an athlete, you need to have a certain level of discipline in that sense. But again, you really people really associate jujitsu athletes, especially <laughs> Eddie Bravo, with um, like weed and everything else for training. So again, it's finding that balance of really trying to how do I make it work for each person. I just feel like, dude, keep it professional, man. You know, people like, like I, I get, like I get. When I went to John Docks, everybody thought I smoked. Everybody thought I smoked. You know, and but they just never, they never seen it on me, or you know, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I smelled like it. You know, but they've never seen me armor and never use it because I'm, you know, I'm a professional. I don't need you to see that shit for it to happen. You know, I'm just gonna be in there hazy eyed with, you know, a visine in my eyes, and I'm gonna be happy to see you. Hey, what's up, guys? You know. Uh, like, I uh, got to keep it professional. I'm in there trying to, you know, once I get done, I bow, I go in there, I clean up, I get my clothes on, I bag my stuff up, I keep it keep it clean, everything's organized. What? I don't want to come in there looking ridiculous. I'm coming from a different school. Um, but I definitely think uh, in the gi, it's a little bit different, you know, obviously, because they're a little bit more traditional. They're all, I feel like the gi's like samurais, man. Everybody has a fucking sword. Everyone has their gi on. Everyone's proper. No gi. No gi's like ninjas. We got a few, we got a few weapons. We might not use them all, you know what I'm saying? But, like, we're a little bit more new school, you know, we're younger, so it's like, you know, smoking's nothing. But I'll tell you this, my gym, 30, I feel like 30% of the gym smokes. The rest of people don't. So, it, it depends what Tim Planet you're at, you know what I'm saying? That is a very important point. For anyone listening as well, is keeping it sort of classy, keeping it professional. That It's all well and good if smoking helps you I don't know, sort out whatever mindset you've got for training and all that kind of thing, but being organized, being hygienic, being clean, being on time, being respectful, it's so much more important. As long as you can maintain that, smoke will do what you want, but as long as you can keep that level of, I don't want to say maturity as well, being able to hold it, being able to hold yourself in the same way, because it's all well and good. It's like saying if you have a drink, you can, you know, (laughs) spar harder, but you need to be able to not smell of it and be able to be a good training partner still. Dude, you gotta keep it professional, man. This is people want, you know. Some people want, you know. People say they want to be like you, you know. Some people, you have your nephew or your cousin say, "I want to be like you, uncle, or be like you, cuz." You're that kind of makes you think like, "Damn, I gotta be a better person, right?" You know, like so. It's just like, come on, I'll keep it professional. Let's keep it a hundred. <laughs> Definitely, Marvin. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on today. Where can people find you? Um, you can catch me at uh, Cerberus Tempe on IG and uh, Marvin Castell on Facebook. Um, and uh, shout out to HQ and uh, the whole Jiu-Jitsu community and uh, everything will be perfect. We just got to stay positive. Today's episode was brought to you by Mauler MMA. Use code FCMMA20 at checkout for 20% off on all products on MaulerMMA.com.